Welcome to the nightly nuge. And Ted, do you know? I'm guessing you did, but I'm gonna I ask do know. You. I know everything. That's the beauty about the nightly nuge. Everybody <laughs> who watches the nightly nuge, we love you because you are the truth, logic, and the common sense. We the people, middle finger on fire, critical thinking, defiant, standing up for what you believe in army of real america and we know that today is the celebration the 236th year since the signing of that sacred guideline to the greatest quality of life in the history of the human experience the u.s constitution which by the way it's not just abstract with me keith i've been a sheriff deputy in lake county since 1985 and i've done federal raids with the great warriors of the u.s marshals uh going after murderers and rapists and carjackers and child molesters that some court system let out on the street. So I take that sacred oath every four years here in the state of Michigan. And those words are the guideposts, the the map to the greatest quality of life in the history of the world. And you know what? The U.S. Constitution being the powerhouse for the quality of life that it is in America has not been taught in the schools in America. So let's celebrate 236 years of the greatest document of self-evident truths in the history of the world. You know, I agree with that, Ted. And I want to give our listeners two pieces of homework. Number one, go to HunterNation.org, because at HunterNation.org, we're putting the entire U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights up for your reading. Uh, Like Ted said, it's not taught. HunterNation.org, you can read it. And also, wouldn't you want to support a guy that knows everything? I mean, literally, he knew the quest, the answer to the question before I had asked it. Because it's so a day I, of celebration. <laughs> I get that. But what I want our listeners to do, Ted, is to support Ted Nugent by going to tednugent.com. Uh, we talk about this every now and again, but people that think like us, we need to support them. Just like we don't buy Bud Light, just like uh, we, we boycott certain places and things. Support those that are doing good things. And that's uh, um, Ted Nugent at tednugent.com. And you know, also- Keith, I got to tell you, um, it is a great day of celebration. We celebrate Veterans Day and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Independence Day and Memorial Day and Labor Day, those of us that have a job. Um, but it really is important that we spread the word about the U.S. Constitution because that is the defining line, whether we have individual freedoms in the United States of America or we end up as a suburb of Venezuela, which is what the United States government is steering us towards. So isn't it funny that even though uh, I'm just a guitar player, do you realize that my instincts, your instincts, the average person, if we cultivate and honor our instincts, to individual freedom, we could have written the U.S. Constitution. And I got to tell you, you mentioned TedNugent.com. If this flag in 2023, I will not comply. You know what the U.S. Constitution was? It was a flag by the founding fathers guided by the hand of God, divine intervention that they will not comply with the king. And I'm going to tell you, on tour this year, we sold a bunch of merchandise. I will not comply. Um, come and take it. Um, this is, here's a, 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 
This is my freedom flag. This is my pride flag. These are the kinds of things where people are now spending their money when they want to buy a gift for someone they love that's meaningful. They go to MyPillow.com. They go to conservative businesses, mom and pop businesses, and they go to TedNugent.com. So I appreciate that, but it really is an indicator that we still understand the concept of the self-evident truth as outlined in the U.S. Constitution 236 years later. Now, here's what I want to do this week with you, Ted, and I'm not sure that your heart or your psyche can take it. I can take anything. Well, I want to dial you down just for a minute because I'm going to hit some hot topics uh, with you personally. I want to start with the Rolling Stone. Okay. Um, Yeah. Right. Rolling Stone magazine founded by um, Jan Winner. Jan Winner. Jan Winner's in a little bit of soup. Now, first of all, I want to talk about that, but I want you to tell our listeners objectively um, what you know about Jan Winner. Well, again, objectively, I'm merely a uh, a humble servant of evidence, truth, logic, and common sense. And Jan Winner created the Rolling Stone magazine to celebrate the greatest soundtrack in the history of the world, as created by Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley and Little Richard, an extension of the black artists who had such an emotional dream of freedom and and defied the shackles of slavery and created this soulful, emotional, powerful, defiant, uppity, spirited, work ethic oriented soundtrack. The blues, gospel, rhythm and blues, then rock and roll once it became amplified, thanks to Leo Fender and Les Paul. And Jan Wenner righteously and wonderfully created Rolling Stone magazine to celebrate the artists that are never, we've never been given credit except by me and us here at Nightly Nuge on My Real America's Voice that the music that touches our soul came from black heroes who had more soul because they had to get out of the curse of slavery and celebrate freedom musically. Okay, hold on on a minute. Hold on a minute. So he founded the Rolling Stone magazine and then later, later, he ultimately founded and sets on the board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that true? That's true. He created the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again, all for the right reasons. So and I will plead a little bit of ignorance here, Ted. I don't know a lot about this story, but I just saw where he was thrown off. Am I right about that? He got thrown off of the board of the Rolling Stone? Yes, because of what, what, racist what and, 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 and misogynistic uh, attacks that said that black and female artists are not articulate enough to reference in his book about rock and roll history, which is so clearly biased and so clearly racist and so clearly misogynistic. And those are the things that he has always accused me of, which is why after I was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine in 1979 with a Walther PPK, Jan Wenner, the founder of Rolling Stone magazine, is a maniacal anti-gun, anti-First Amendment, as even as a publisher of a magazine. Allegedly, he's always high. And when he finally found out that I was on the cover of his magazine, totally anti-gun and totally leftist and Marxist oriented, just the content, just look at the content, read the writings. They're always wrong. What was it? The Duke University claims of rape. Rolling Stone initiated that story and it was 100% false. So were they that far left in 79, Ted? 
when you no, no, but he was. I know. So the magazine there were already there were already many many articles that was leaning far far away from Second Amendment rights, uh, conservative values, um, pro dope, pro peace and love. You know, I'm all for peace and love, but not if you're comfortably numb, because then you can't accomplish either. Uh, But in 1979, there was enough people working for the magazine that they put Ted Nugent on the cover and you were had a gun in hand and the article was about hunting and pro gun and just really the good things like the constitution and the bill of rights and the Ten Commandments. so so word gets back to you that mr winner disapproved that his magazine did that tell our listeners about that well i got contacted by a young lady who was at the meeting when jan winner finally saw the cover of me with a Walther PPK 380 automatic, which the wonderful, uh, I wish I could remember, Bill King, famous fashion photographer, a, a wonderful gay man who I got along great with. We hugged and we had a fun time that day. He made me take my shirt off and I obliged. And we had a great photo session, but he always said, Ted, I love this. You have a great look. Can I, can I fix your hair? And I went, sure, Bill, go ahead, fix my hair. He had a good time fondling my hair. He started getting a little closer. I went, not that close, Billy. We had a good time. I get along great with gay guys. They're my buddies. And so uh, he said, there's something missing. What is that? What kind of props do we have? And I said, hey, Bill, how about this? And I whipped out a Walther PPK. And he went, oh, my. He goes, oh, that's perfect. Is that loaded? <laughs> It was it was a great day, Keith. Um, and I said, yeah, it's loaded. And so I took the photo and he just went. He, I think he had an orgasm because <laughs> it was just like twittering. So the article came out. And of course, I'm not afraid of anything. They asked me questions about my life and my intensity and the inspiration of my life. And it's about the spirit of the wild, hunting, the freedom, self-defense, conservative values, work ethic, all the good stuff, pictures of my dogs and pictures with a bow and arrow and my guns and it was all of my trucks my broncos off road the the things the the greatest part uh elements of the american dream you could ever ask for which are all based on conservative redneck values and when jan wenner came out of one of his uh non-stop stupors he saw the cover and went berserk at a meeting held a meeting with his staff according to this young lady who was there she came to a concert either Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. She said, I was at the meeting and Jan Winter just went berserk on us because he couldn't believe that we got a photo of this redneck right wing NRA member with a gun on the cover. And she said, never again are we allowed to say anything about Ted Nugent's career except negative stuff and take him to task and, and go ahead and make false accusations. Now, this is what she told me. And that's what they've done since that cover. They've parried the lies that I dodged the draft, which is a lie. They parroted that I had sex with Courtney Love, which is a lie. I mean, I have proof that I didn't have sex with Courtney Love because I still have both arms and I don't have rabies. The point is, is that he always parroted all the nastiest allegations. I dissed the Native Americans, which I never did, that I'm a racist, which I'm not, that I'm a homophobe, which I'm not. You could ask Bill King if he was still alive. Um, The point being that Jan Winter finally got thrown off the board of directors of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that he has made sure I'm not part of because he actually made 
racist and misogynistic attacks on women and blacks and so the board threw him off which proves that his accusations towards the conservative guy were actually what he was guilty of which by the way Keith isn't that the modus operandi of the Democrat Party and the left they always accuse other people of what they are glaringly guilty of and Jan Wenner got caught and adios mofo you know, I'm going to kind of parrot Senator uh, Coach Tuberville. Um, I'm not sure, Ted, that it's fair anymore to say Republicans, Democrats. Um, and, and the reason for that is the evil is obviously evil. Good is good. And I, I honestly see evil on both sides. And I Absolutely. understand the Democrats own it, but um, we could get a list. I want to go through all these topics with you that you just raised every day this week. But before we go today, I want to talk a little bit more about the Rolling Stones and Mr. Winter. So obviously, Ted Nugent's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know you say it doesn't bother you, but somewhere deep down, surely you have to feel the injustice that all rock and roll people feel. And, and Ted, I talk to a lot of people all the time. Some hate your politics, my friend. And they all agree that you certainly should be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member. And I just think recently they inducted Dolly Parton. And I like Dolly Parton, don't get me wrong. But Dolly Parton in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Ted Nugent is not. I know you don't normally like to talk about this topic, Ted, but if you could just remove yourself because you are a rock and roll connoisseur and expert, how on any planet can there be a rock and roll hall of fame that doesn't include your music? I've always take an objective, respectful, um, unbiased view of that. You know, by the way, Dolly Parton even admitted she should not be in the rock and roll hall of fame. And here's a little tidbit, you know, Dolly Parton sleeps on her back, right? And the point being is that there are people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that have no rock and roll credentials. Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> Patty Smith. Well, I suppose Patty Smith might someday get in there, but not before Sticks. Granville Station's not in, I don't oh, think. Yeah. Well, there's great rock and roll bands. So I've never framed my attack on the dishonesty of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame board based on my not being in there, it really doesn't bother me. I started playing guitar to make music inspired by Chuck and Bo and Little Richard and James Brown and Wilson Pickett and the Motown Funk Brothers. And I'm still doing that 68 years later. I'll be 75 this year. And I, I'm having the, I had the greatest tour of my life to wrap it up in the Upper Peninsula this week. The, the, the anger I feel is towards dishonesty, political correctness, the cancel culture. And there are uh, Triumph, the great Canadian band Triumph. Yeah. That they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Grandmaster Flash is. It's dishonest. I've never made a case that I should be in there. Because as I mentioned Grand Funk Railroad, as I mentioned Sticks, when I mention all these, I'm sure there's a bunch of bands, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, um, that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just dishonest. Because Abba and Madonna and Grandmaster Flash and Patti Smith getting in before those incredible rock and roll masters is just dishonest. That's the only claim I make. It's like, and here I need, well, we'll talk about another time, the time that uh, uh, Joan Jett attacked me 
um, because I mentioned that she shouldn't be in the top 100 guitar players before Mark Farner and Rick Emmett and Dave Amato and, and Ricky Medlock and Derek St. Holmes. And so I never mentioned me. And by the way, when I started out, when I was asked the question about the top 100 guitar players, which happened to be in Rolling Stone magazine, I never mentioned that I should be on it. I Clearly, I should be before Joan Jett and Judy, the, the folk strummers. The point is, is it's dishonest. And I started out my statement when asked why Joan Jett is on there by the interviewer. I went, well, I love Joan Jett. She's real rock and roll. The, her work ethic, the songs she's created, she's the real McCoy. Plus, she's a lesbian and I love the lesbians. So my whole statement was love, 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 admiration and respect. But the Rolling Stone magazine and other leftist organizations claimed that I hated Joan Jett and that she was a horrible guitar player. She's not a horrible guitar player. She's a great rhythm guitar player, great show person, a great uh, entertainer, a great rock and roller. But the whole world attacked me for hate with hate when all I did was state love for Joan Jett. So that is the cancel culture, the dishonesty, the hypocrisy of the left and the Democrats and the liberals and the hippies and the stoners. And those people hate me because I put my heart and soul into playing real, real honest to God, Chuck Berry, Bo Daly, and Little Richard rock and roll music. And that's the, defi the defining line between conservative honesty and liberal hypocrisy. Last point I want to make before I let you go. So Jan Wenner, he comes out with a brand new book called The Masters. Um, and he pulled out old interviews that included Bob Dylan, Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Townsend from Pete Townsend from The Who and Bono. All and, masters, absolute and, masters. And, and people notice that his master's book only included white males. And so he was asked about that in an interview and with the New York Times. And he said, women and black artists are not articulate enough to be masters. That's all. Now, you fi know. Final word on the on the matter, Ted. Well, you know, comfortably numb. I've identified throughout my life is actually uncomfortably dumb. And if Jan Wenner isn't the poster child for uncomfortably dumb to not only believe that blacks and women are not articulate enough to be interviewed for a master's book, that's the uncomfortably numb nutness of Jan Wenner that he's too stupid to not say that. He shouldn't have said that, but the horror is that's what he believes. And in an uncomfortably dumb mindlessness, he stated his bias, his homophobia, and his racism, all of which he has accused me of, none of which I'm guilty of. So, Jan Wenner, adios, mofo. Well, this week, Ted, I want to pick another topic, and you've raised a lot of them today that I want to get into deeper with you. Some of these false accusations, um, and I'm just going to preface my ending today by saying you have been, we have been completely censored across many platforms. People can't find you on TikTok anymore unless it's through the nightly nuge. Your Facebook has been censored. And so I want to give you an opportunity through this platform of the nightly nuge to debunk some of these myths as we go further in this week. Uh, Ted, great Monday. 
Uh, look forward to talking to you all week on some of these sensitive but important topics. You bet. Thank you, Keith. God bless all the nightly news army out there. And a happy, happy birthday to the United States Constitution. Make sure your family and your friends and your kids and the people at Deer Camp and the shooting range and the barbecue and the bowling alley and church and school and everywhere you go that you teach about the U.S. Constitution like Hillsdale College does in Hillsdale, Michigan, might be the last bastion of real self-evident truth education in America. Mm-hmm.